you for downloading and happiness. Dare to be happy. We are two curious friends that want to explore what makes us happy. In each episode, we will take a topic in alphabetical order and discuss how it relates to and impacts happiness. We will live the experience of each concept through a dare that we set each other and then talk about how it affected our happiness. As well as diving into psychological theories and evidence which supports or contradicts our personal experiences. In other words, in this show, psychology meets play. I'm Kitty Newman, Director of Trapeze Media, a digital marketing agency that leads with social. My company philosophy is based on the importance of play in all our lives and how important it is to be happy at work. I have been obsessed with the circus for a few years, hence the name Trapeze Media, and making time for things like handstands and aerial in amongst the day-to-day challenges that come with running a successful business makes me happy. My name is Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness in the workplace. I love experimenting and applying scientific research on happiness to my daily ups and downs, or just to prove my other half wrong. I also like to look for happiness in unusual places, so I won't shy away from diving with sharks or starring in a pantomime. Sometimes this gets me in trouble. Every time I think of this episode title, I think of Frozen 2, and then my imagination thinks about me singing the Frozen 2 song on the podcast, and I immediately regret it. So why I've brought it up now, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I have to ask, what is the Frozen song? I actually don't know. Into the unknown, into the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kitty. Yes, email in your proposals for me to sing your theme tunes and be in your musicals. I will make time to do those. Oh, Kitty, I can see that you have a very different perspective of unknown. And I love that. So that's it, Claudia, isn't it? This week, we're talking about unknown and happiness. What a topic. I must say, when I was thinking about unknown, it really was reminding me when we were doing the episode on freedom, because I felt it was quite complex and a little bit scary topic. Kind of like, wow, where do we start? So the dare this week, Claudia, was for us to put ourselves into situations where the outcome was unknown. Yes, and what a dare, really, Kitty. And because of the unknown dare, I said yes to something I would never, ever, ever said yes in my entire life, which was walking a half a marathon in the rain, in a park. Oh my goodness, Claudia. Wow, well done. That is an incredible achievement. I'm sorry, for me, it is really incredible achievement because you know how much I actually dislike painful exercise. (laughs) (laughs) And that half marathon was fantastic to do, but it was so painful. And actually, I didn't know whether I'm able to walk 21 kilometers. So I'm very proud that I've done it, but 
it has been definitely unknown and done because of the dare. So I blame it on you, Kitty. I literally was walking and all the pain I was feeling in my legs, I was thinking and blaming you. Sorry. Do you know what? We've done workouts before and you've blamed me for your sore legs before. So I'm used to you blaming your physical pains on me, to be honest. <laughs> and I'm proud of you, Claudia. That's amazing. Well done. That's really, really great. What was your unknown this week then? I found it quite challenging. I was almost copping out a little bit because I was saying I put myself into unknown situations all the time at work. So I'm pitching for work. I don't know how our ideas are going to come across. We were pitching for a piece of work and had some 3D printed models made of the client's mascots, if you like, from Digital Taxidermy, 3D printing company. And that was a real unknown because we were spending a bit of money on getting these 3D printed objects. And we didn't know whether that was going to land very well or whether the client would find that funny or encouraging. But I felt like that was a bit of a cop out for me to come on here and say something to do with work because I do that every day so it's unknown but it's still every day so I racked my brain and I couldn't go and do like an event that I haven't done or a class I've done clowning before and that's been an unknown (laughs) and that's been very uncomfortable so I was like what could I do and then I thought I'll dial a random phone number and I'll see if I can have a conversation with somebody on the other side I love that, okay, because I think someone done similar thing to me the other week and it was the wrong number, but instead of disconnecting, they start chatting to me, which I found quite bizarre. Oh, wow. And it took me ages to get a number that worked. I mean, we used to do prank calls all the time. I wasn't doing a prank call, but I was going to phone and see if I could take a conversation. And I felt so nervous. I felt so awkward about what was going to happen about how this would be perceived the hell am I doing I'm not 14 years old why am I phoning up a random number anyway I ended up getting through to somebody and was like hi I'm Kitty calling from a podcast we're doing a dare I'm trying to go into the unknown and see if I can find somebody and have an interesting conversation with someone I don't know and they very politely declined the conversation which is totally fair enough and then I felt too nervous to do it again and felt like it was going to be quite a long journey of intruding into people's personal lives. (laughs) (laughs) I love it Kitty. I think this one is more also around courage. Very courageous and brave of you. Well yours is courageous because it's a long journey. Entering into the unknown does require some courage. Absolutely. But you will be interested and pleased to know, actually, that unknown will generate some anxiety in everyone, but will be just affected to a different degree. So some of us will get very worried and anxious. We will start planning for the worst case scenario and we will assume that the unknown may destroy or damage our happiness. Then some of us will be completely okay with it, will be just in the flow and will have this attitude of let's see what's going to happen. It will be what it will be because we feel that maybe despite the circumstances or the unknown, we still can be happy. And the third approach is some of us will be very excited And they cannot wait what's going to happen. And we believe that the unknown has the potential of increasing our own happiness. Usually in life, how do you deal with unknown? Usually I deal with the unknown quite well. I think having set the business up five years ago, I wasn't dealing with the unknown very well at all. 
because I wouldn't have had such a good grasp on how I could handle the worst outcome. If I think about when I set up the business to how I am now, the unknown situations I'm putting myself into are like completely different to what they were back then. And now I take the unknowns I couldn't handle back then in my stride and they don't affect me anymore. So I feel like I've had to live those unknown experiences to equip myself to like not feel anxious about them. I really like that because it's almost like you're saying that because of all the unknown that is happening, you almost like getting immune to the fact that something may go wrong. And you know that even if that's the case, you will be able to deal with it and you'll be happy anyway. You sort something out. I like that very like flexible approach. I think for me, it really depends on the situation. I think some things I'm more comfortable with and I have more confidence in certain skills and resources that I have to deal with unknown. But I also noticed that it depends how much sleep and rest I had. I'm so much better at dealing with unknown situations. If I have a good sleep and I'm rested, I feel like then I'm able to really capitalize on my strengths. Whereas if I'm exhausted, I will definitely be much more anxious, worried, and will be thinking about the worst case scenario outcome. Oh, that's interesting. You have to equip yourself to the unknown in your own mental state of mind. What's also so interesting is that it's not only our almost like personal circumstances or personal factors influence how we deal with unknown, but also the cultural differences will influence how we deal with unknown. There is something known as Hofstede's Uncertainty Avoidance Index. Wow. Sounds really complex, but it really is an index that refers to our tolerance as a society of how we deal with uncertain and unknown situations. So the low score on the index means that as a society, we feel comfortable with uncertainty. We're quite entrepreneurial and happy to be taking risks. Countries that have a high score on the index are more seeking structure, rules and stability. And the scales goes from like 1 to 120. What countries do you think have the low score so they are up for uncertainty? Okay, so now we're in a geography test as well as a test in the unknown. England? Uh, Yeah, we are in top 10, so that's not bad. The top three countries that they have a low score, which I was quite surprised actually, which means they are happy with uncertainty, are Singapore, Jamaica and Denmark. The countries that have a high score, which means they want to avoid uncertainty and they actually want to have stability and rules and structures. The top three were Greece, Portugal and Guatemala. Again, I thought quite interesting. Now, I've obviously checked Poland. Poland was actually in top 10 with the highest score. So <laughs> so that means they are more comfortable with the unknown. No, no, they are avoiding uncertainty. So in Poland, they're scoring highly for avoiding uncertainty. Yes. And so from those things that they've listed, does that look back on their history then? Or is that done by a survey? Because there's interesting history around Poland, isn't there? 
but that wouldn't necessarily correlate with those other countries that we mentioned. Yes, it's a combination of both. It's how people perceive it, but also it's about the survey, as you mentioned. But it is also something to do with history as well. As if as a country, you always were going through such an uncertain period, then you're really craving rules and structures. If you didn't have big uncertainties and you always been comfortable, then you are very happy with that entrepreneurial and risk-taking ideas. But I found it fascinating that culturally we can be also influenced. How do we deal with uncertainty and how comfortable do we feel? Research shows that people who are more willing to take risks and capitalize on unknown opportunities, they are actually more likely to experience higher level of satisfaction and fulfillment because, you know, we spoke about this, they will generate more luck in life because you're venturing into unknown opportunities. How did you feel this week when dealing with these unknown situations and how they impacted your happiness? Well, I thought when I picked up the phone to phone the person, it could go wrong, but also you could have this amazing conversation and it could be something that turns into something interesting. Having set up a business again in marketing and sales and social media You do have to look for those opportunities and kind of have conversations that take you down a path that you don't know about. So, for example, we work with the wine brand Fitz, who are sparkling wine made in England. And I went to a art gallery opening in Brighton. This is last year. I thought, I've got nothing else to do. I know that this is happening. I feel a bit awkward about going because I'll be going on my own. But you never know who you might meet. And I started talking to the guy who was giving the free glasses of wine away. Turns out he was the winemaker. Turns out they were looking for support with their marketing. And then we've ended up working with them for the last year. So stepping into that situation, that unknown, does come with opportunities. So because I've done that before, I can see that when I was going to dial this random number, as much as I felt nervous, there is still part of me that's optimistic in the unknown and thinking that literally anything could happen. I could dial a random number and it could have been Tom Hardy that answers the phone. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, hi, it's Tom Hardy. I'm like, oh my God, this is Kitty. He's like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I agree. I love those little moments of magic when you do something, you're completely not sure about why you've done something. And then there is this nice connection that you met someone who then recommended you for business or opportunity, or you become great friends with someone or something amazing happened as a result of just one unknown event and saying yes to it and just being in that flow rather than being anxious. I shouldn't do it because and then listing all the kind of arguments for not doing something. Yeah. Both of our unknowns provided us with a certain level of discomfort. It's probably safe to say. (laughs) Oh, yes. My pain in the legs. (laughs) And so how do you feel about having gone there and stepped into that unknown? What's it changed for you? I think for me personally, it changed my perspective about myself. Because if you would have asked me before the event, I would have said, I won't be able to do it, Kitty. I'm not that fit. I don't think I'll find it enjoyable. And actually, you know, I really don't want to do this. But because I've done it, 
And then actually I realized that, yes, there were lots of moments of discomfort because, yes, I'm not that fit. So 21 kilometers, I definitely was feeling it in my legs. But actually, I really enjoyed it. I had some great conversations with people that I was doing it with. I was outside and even it was raining. I wasn't getting upset about it. And I suddenly felt like, wow, actually, I can be tolerating unknown and discomfort much more than I thought before. And that was a very nice moment. So my happiness was definitely quite high when I done it and I finished it because definitely during the walk, there were some moments of misery. But overall, I felt so much happier that I've done it. And it's something that gave me satisfaction. How can we embrace unknown and uncertainty more in life then? Well, I think it'd be interesting to talk to someone who considers themselves as someone who doesn't step into that? Because would you consider yourself someone that does step into the unknown usually? You know, we're in luck. We both talked about probably being quite positive, optimistic, seeing those opportunities. So are we both people that would lean into saying that we do take on the unknown quite a lot? Because I think I do. Yes, I agree. For me personally, I like the unknown because I'm a very curious person. So I'm always curious what's going to happen from that perspective. But as I already said, if I didn't have a good night rest, then I want my stability and structure. To answer your question, how can we step into the unknown more? I think I need to understand more about what stops people doing it. So when you are tired, what are the barriers? Is it because you're much harder on yourself? Because you think that you can't be so optimistic about the potential outcome? Because that's what kind of makes you do it, isn't it? It's like, oh, okay, well, I've done it before or it's happened before and it hasn't been awful. But if people do find that difficult, is it a case of confidence or needing support to go into the unknown so you're not doing it on your own or trying to look at what is the barrier to it first? I mean, from my experiences in life, definitely confidence on occasions. It's not like we are amazing at everything. So I would say that I had situations that definitely something was not being aligned to my strengths, then it's definitely harder for me to go into unknown. I think another one is the fear of failing. I feel I'm much more courageous and I feel much more easier into unknown situations if I expect that I can fail and I know that if I fail, that's still okay. Because with the unknown, you never know about the outcome. That's the beauty of unknown. It can go amazingly well or horribly bad or somewhere in between. So it's kind of like if you accept that you may fail and that will be still okay, I think then lots of pressure can get lifted. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I come across those all the time, but I want to think about whether it's different mindsets have different impacts. If I'm pitching for something I feel a bit out of my depth, it will take me ages to get it done because I kind of put it off and I put it off and then I do it. And that is a sort of self-confidence thing. So yeah, I think it probably does come from a place of being okay with it failing. And I think also we can work on increasing our risk tolerance. So there is quite interesting research done that if you don't feel comfortable with unknown at all, then what you can start doing is you can put yourself in situations that just make you slightly uncomfortable. Because as you said in the beginning, you get used to that discomfort. And then you can then stretch your abilities even farther and move on onto bigger risks. 
So I could probably in the future sign up to another half marathon, walk half marathon, just wanted to stress that. And I probably would be able to manage it even better because I've done it once. I know the discomfort. I know I can manage that. So then the next time it will become a little bit easier. We need to be exposing ourselves to those risks and unknown situations to feel comfortable and gain that confidence. That's almost like the only way to do it. I mean, you remember our wonderful guest, Sarah Metcalf, chief operating officer, and she was speaking that the only way for kids to learn resilience is to fail in a safe space. It's a little bit like that with uncertainty and unknown for us. We just need to be exposing ourselves to those risks. And through that, we'll be able to almost like strengthen our muscle in terms of dealing with uncertainty. Oh, that's great. As humans, we spend quite lots of time trying to predict the future, you know, and really wanting to know what's going to happen. And nowadays, they are people that are applying futuristic thinking about unknown. And they specialize at systematically exploring predictions and possibilities about the future on the basis of current emerging trends and behaviors. So there is this entire belief that, you know, the future is already here. It's just scattered and people trying to put it together to predict it. I don't know. I just found quite fascinating that we almost like don't want to have the unknown. We want to know what's going to happen. And there are few futuristic thinking assumptions that you can apply in your life. So it's thinking about multiple scenarios and solutions rather than the only one. It's having very long-term perspective. So looking into five or 10 years time and it's paying attention what's changing around you, what remains the same and how can you be ready for different alternative scenarios that will happen as a result of current changes. Ooh. I know when I was reading this, my brain was hurting. Like I couldn't like almost expand my future perspective that on such a broad horizon. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because we do want to figure out and guess what's going to happen. And also people are really hung out to dry if they haven't guessed correctly. Obviously no one can guess correctly, but in the media and things like you let this happen, you know, this happened. It's like, yeah, but that was unknown. But actually what you're saying is part of the jobs that exist now is to assess all these things that are going on so we can count for and expect any eventuality. Does that make us more comfortable as a whole unit of a country? Because actually people do make a lot of predictions and graphs on the news and it's like, here's where the trajectory is and here's what we can expect. It's like, okay, but it's made up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I just found it really fascinating that we have this drive that we really want to predict what's going to happen. And I want to just maybe finish on a nice quote because we haven't had a quote for some time now. President Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Ooh, go on, Abe. I think that's a very powerful one. Whatever we're wishing for or we would like to be happening, obviously we need to put some effort and time now to create that and look after our happiness and be happy. (laughs) 
Claudia, we've just checked the spreadsheet and V is for values and happiness. Oh, I just want to say that I'm very proud of my spreadsheet. <laughs> Maybe that's one of your values, is it? Nice, organized, formulaed spreadsheets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Spreadsheets are definitely on top of there. Well, Claudia, as this week's dare, I'd like you to think about your values and incorporate your values into all your decisions this week. That is a big dare. Can we have a think about one value and try to incorporate it in every decision? Or do you want to do multiple, Kitty? I mean, you're setting us a huge challenge. <laughs> well, talk to me about what your values are at the moment. Well, I always say that at work, my values will be to do with mastery and autonomy is very important to me, integrity. What about you, Kitty? There are some classics in there, Claudia. Well, community is important and family. The things I've chosen for work are community and equality. So I need to think about what are the most important values to me personally. Yeah, honesty and care, caring. I don't know, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to choose one, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a nice one. Our other option of the dare was to take away our values from any decision. And I think that that would just make us miserable. I know that would be quite tricky because if my value is honesty, I'll have to be dishonest to someone and I would feel very bad. So it's settled. This week, we'll incorporate our values in every decision we make. Wow. I am looking forward to hearing from you, Kitty, next week. Great, me too. So just a reminder to get you to recommend us to a friend. Just grab their phone and get their podcast app. Hit subscribe for And Happiness for them. They will thank you for it, I'm sure. Check out the website, andhappiness.co.uk and Instagram, and Happiness Official. We dare you to be happy and reflect upon your values this week. What a week. Bye. Bye. Bye.